to book it to the library, a book analysis and review podcast. Here we go into the nitty-gritty of some of our most favorite book series and ask the stupidest questions. Why do wizards need money? And why does Harry not ask any questions? Right now we're covering the Harry Potter series, so if you want to be a part of this journey, don't forget to hit follow and leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. So, let's book it to the library. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Book It to the Library. And uh, we're back, finally, with another Harry Potter discussion. Uh, today we're covering chapters 4, 5, and 6. So let's get into it. Okay, so uh, starting with chapter 4, at Flourish and Blots. Uh, yeah, first uh, impressions on this chapter, Gayatri. How did you feel about it? Uh I think it's completely, uh, you know, uh, Harry is at Mrs. Weasley's house and uh, uh, he felt something he hasn't felt in a very long time. He felt at home, practically. It wasn't perfect, you know, it was not like uh, spotless, like Petunia would have done it. It, It's not cold. It's not perfect, but yeah, it it is a place where he felt very safe. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, you can see that he goes through like a lot of abuse at his other house because uh, when everyone in the Dursley's, uh, sorry, uh, the Weasley's house, they're acting like really nice to him. And he's like shocked to see that. So usually mm-hmm. people people don't act nice with him. That shows that. I wanted to say the safe place was the Hogwarts, but then, you know, I stopped myself because Hogwarts isn't as safe as Molly's house. Oh, yeah, that's true. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they mention the old appeals owls in this. The exams are coming up. So, by the way, old appeals sounds like the most boring name for an exam ever. It's like she took the, the one animal that they yeah. had in the book and she kept uh, yeah. for it. <laughs> At least newts is better. Newts is uh, something creative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ordinary, yeah. <laughs> there was no creativity in that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they get their letters, right? And um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Weekly say that it's going to cost a lot to buy the books now. And then yeah, I just thought in that moment, right, like why are books... Uh, monetized like in the visiting world why yeah. like, like they should the school should actually give them uh, for free right mm. <laughs> because uh, okay brooms is fine cauldrons and everything that's okay because those are like accessories you have to buy them separately but books i don't think they should have yeah, at least i think they should do something like you know uh, people who deserve it at, at least not for everyone not for, you know, multi-millionaire Harry. They, yeah, Harry can pay for books, but I think for the people who are below a certain income level, they could give it for free, you know. Rather than gifting Nimbus 2000 to a multi-billionaire, they could do something like this. Yeah, like uh, the Nimbus 2000 might like cost a lot, right? Like more than the... Yeah. Instead of books. Books. Yeah, so instead of giving Harry that boom, just give Ron some books. <laughs> hmm. Uh, the books, uh, the book list by Lockhart, I think, you know, um, they used every word, you know, every supernatural being there, you know, there are banshees, there are, you know, vampires, trolls, and werewolves. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think we came across vampire uh, trolls and werewolves, but uh, I, what would these other things be like? You know, uh, what would vampires do uh, uh, in this magical world, in J- Rowling's magical world? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It might be interesting to see, like, if she had uh, developed those characters, like, because we've seen trolls already in the first one. The vampires and banshees also. I know something about like banshees, like if they. If they cry, like someone's going to die, or you're going to die, or someone's someone near you is going to die, I think that's the myth. Mm-hmm. So that would have been interesting. Yeah, I think even vampires too. You know, uh, since uh, I think a lot of teenagers have uh, very amazing fantasies about vampires. We don't associate them with you know uh, blood drinking monsters. We associate to, uh, them to uh, I think. Um, Ayan and you know the Steph- the Salvatore brothers. Oh wait, where is that uh, from? Know, <laughs> vampire Diaries, actually. Oh okay, Vampire Diaries. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen mm. it, but I've I've heard of those names. That's why they sounded familiar. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, they are they are like uh, you know super hot one hundred and sixty years teenagers. They are like it's completely. <laughs> <laughs> that vampires, messy, but... yeah, vampires as a genre is like sexualized. I think in today's society. Yeah, I think people don't associate them with you know. Okay, they they drink human blood. Like how can uh, I think I started vampire diaries with this notion that you know they are blood drinking monsters. Like how could you uh, feel sorry for them or how could you be attracted to them? <laughs> but then I saw it and I was proved wrong. <laughs> Yeah. What would yeah. J.K. Rowling uh, say about vampires? What would she have anything to say about them? Hmm. I mean, I think in the older things, right? Like uh, uh, before this Vampire Diaries and everything, most people mm. saw vampires as like those monsters, right? You um, like with the long cloaks and the fangs and the white skin and everything, right? Mm. So that was like the notion of vampires then. So I guess she would have included the teeth, like, though. You can't forget the teeth. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think she, she should have included, you know, uh, there is a werewolf, of course, Lupin's a werewolf, but yeah, I would have loved to see vampires. Yeah, that's true. Harry travels by flu powder after that, mm. first time. Uh, yeah, so what do you yeah. think of flu powder as like a means of travel in the visiting world? What I think about flu powder is like, it, it's really overrated. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's practically very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if you don't have access to flu powder at that moment, like what will you do? Like you should have something uh, else as an alternative. Yeah, it's it's not completely safe. And I think the boy, you know, uh, I don't think um, you know, I don't care about the wizarding families and all. But this boy has certainly never even heard of flu powder. You can't just you know, yeah, j- just say the word, get in. You you can't just do that. You yeah, can't just do that to someone. Yeah, you might true. be, you know, very motherly figure, but that, that was wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just like she should have at least, you know, held his hand and you know, at least for the first time. I think you can't just leave a kid just I... because you know he, he destroyed Quirrell doesn't mean that he knows <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, but can two people go in like a, a with flu powder? Can multiple people go? I think it's. Yeah, they can, right? Yeah, they can. They can. Yeah, they, they could. They could hold hands and you know go. 
yeah it's so not it's, like one hand will be left behind right <laughs> you uh, are going your entire body yeah yeah and uh, also like the it's weird that once you go into that you have to the pronunciations should also be correct it's like yeah. uh, why does it matter like does does the flu powder know if you're not pronouncing it right so instead of like diagonally he pronounces it diagonally so he goes to diagonally yeah. he, he reaches the place right it's not like huh. uh, you know yeah. he, he he does not you know just stand diagonally he just actually goes there it's not it has done its work like flu powder did its work yeah i mean yeah one uh, one block here and there doesn't matter right you went where you want to go uh, yeah but diagonally nocturnally is like really a uh, different word so i don't know how that hmm. the flu powder got it mixed up that much but yeah it did its work that's true uh, he goes in that store right he needs yeah he needs this uh, draco draco and his dad yeah and then draco comes in the same store how convenient hmm. <laughs> so we can see his evil plans no not yeah. much, not much but he just says uh, some things like nothing much happens after this but hmm. uh draco is just complaining to his dad about how everyone's better than him and that's true yeah <laughs> because he doesn't do much and hmm. uh, Uh, yeah what is draco's dad come in the store for like uh, moving some stuff selling some stuff right from his house yeah selling some stuff but his secret motive was to meet the weasleys actually right uh, you know yeah. um, at the end of the movie we get to know yeah yeah to implant the book right? yeah i think yeah, it was just his rules like you know selling something it was it was not, um, just an uh, he was doing an undercover uh, villain sort of thing yes yeah yeah that's true uh yeah and then i think they meet uh, the weasleys and they have that hmm. fight right lucius and right, uh, yeah mr weasley have that fight and then after that hmm. is done uh in this like while i was reading it right i noticed that uh, you can't really tell that lucius actually kept the diary in uh, yeah in his cauldron yes, right? you can't actually do that yeah you can't infer from that in the movie it's like clear that he kept two books instead of one huh but here it's like uh, there's no there's no way you can tell so that's interesting hmm. uh, what do you think about lockhart i mean he's definitely obsessed with himself but do you think he had a god complex uh yeah yeah definitely he does i mean um maybe he's a little crazy I mean, you could infer that, mm. like from the way he acts and everything. Uh, definitely, he's obsessed with himself, um, and he he thinks of himself as like bigger than everyone. Like he yeah he saw Harry right immediately. He wanted to take a photo with him because you know that that mm. will make him even more interesting. So yeah, yeah. He is the Kim Kardashian of Wizarding World. If I may say. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Okay, so he's in attention house, but I think which house does he belong to again? Ah, uh, definitely not Gryffindor. So I, I think he's he not even that. He was a Gryffindor. Is he a Gryffindor? I don't know. I'm not sure. His house was not disclosed anywhere. I guess. Hmm. Ah, uh, I think oh, yeah. you know, what would be you know correct 
a house for him what do you think would be i'll google it one second <laughs> i'm curious <laughs> uh like into the lockhart's house uh ravenclaw ha huh. yeah, that's interesting i would have put him in ravenclaw i completely okay, forgot it, it makes sense you know he is he is not smart he is over smart ha huh. yeah You, you get it like he is not actually doing the work he's not actually doing the hard work he did not meet with you know the gauls or the werewolves but he uh, but he you know did all the research found out the people who did that erased their memories took their um, you know all the notes and yeah he he made himself popular i think that that is a very uh, you know smart move oh yeah that's true that's true but uh If I would put him in any house, I wouldn't put him in any house. To be honest, he doesn't deserve to be in any house. <laughs> to me, at least. <laughs> Let's move on to chapter five, the Whomping Willow. The famous, you know, <laughs> hardcore car scene. Ah, uh, yeah, the that scene was good. I think they did it good in the movie. Yeah, it was. But uh, they included like a lot of extra stuff, like uh, them like chasing the train and like. Uh, getting ahead huh. of the train there's like the meme the second movie was the meme movie right there's so many memes on that <laughs> yeah uh yeah so they fly the car to hogwarts so mm. it's a stupid move but exactly what a kid would do <laughs> why do you think there is a whomping willow the whomping willow right didn't they give that explanation lupin gives it in the third book i guess he says that because he came to the school they had it planted mm. there Dumbledore, I think. Well, I I don't know about that actually. Because the, is the Whomping Willow is like a secret passage to the the house, right? In the in. Yeah, but actually, you know, George and if like uh, you know, find out a loophole in that something, you know, from the underground or something. When uh, they give him, you know. Ah, uh, there's like. The Marwada is not. Secret passageways everywhere. So. Hmm. But wasn't like one blocked off or something? They said something about that in the later books. I don't remember really. Oh well, just make sure we've read the books, guys. But we don't. If we don't remember some things, then just don't come at us. It's been a long time <laughs> since we've reread them. Yeah, yeah. And a double door. We could have chosen some. If if you know the uh, if it was inserted for you know uh, Lupin and Hogwarts safety. Hmm. He could have done something else, you know. He could have sealed the door, actually build a wall, actually, rather than you know, planting a very weird kind of tree. You can actually you know build a wall. That that is more. I think that is easier. Oh huh, yeah, that's that's easier maybe. But uh, I guess um, maybe his intention was like uh, if people would just ignore the tree because it's so dangerous. Like if there was a wall or something, maybe someone would try to get in because the wall's not going to hurt them, right? So he was right in that regard, maybe. Okay. Uh. So yeah, one more thing I found. Uh, it I mentioned this in the first book also. Like uh, when Wood was uh, telling Harry about like stuff like uh, the Quidditch, right? The rules and everything. Hmm. Uh. He said that uh, what he's Harry mentioned soccer and Wood's like what soccer, right? So um. Hmm. and he has like uh, when they're traveling to the school ron and harry uh, mm. they uh, ron mentions that they're on the the high 
that airplanes fly or something i guess and then mm. i was like how do they know about airplanes but they don't know about soccer it's like uh, yeah and, and you know um he doesn't know how even um he uh, mr beasley mentions it in i think flourishing blogs he asked about plugs you know electrical sockets and plugs and he was very fascinated by that how yeah. can a person uh, know about airplanes and not you know as things as simple as electrical sockets yeah that's true like uh, it's uh, i think these are just like plot holes that maybe he she forgot to uh, plug in like jk she just kept them yeah. there uh i mean i understand like some mistakes happen by people so i guess this was just a mistake hmm. snape this is the snape chapter snape being a savage right here <laughs> yeah uh, one more thing here is uh, you know uh, professor mcgonagall gives them sandwiches and you know some pumpkin juice or something yeah they, they just keep coming like you know uh, that's thing uh, does she i think uh, still now i thought that only in a, a dining hall or a great hall whatever only there this might happen but i didn't know that every lecturer could do that every professor could do that um, you know give unlimited food uh maybe it could be like uh, did she conjure the plate or was the plate already there did you, do you remember that or uh, uh, if if it was already there maybe that that is also connected to the basement the her desk oh it might be right that's the only logical yeah, explanation maybe. because food can't be like uh, magically made out of thin air you can't make yeah thin. so i mean but how is that possible like in the later books right when miss mrs weasley is cooking she cooks with a mm. wand and uh, mm. like soup comes out of a wand so how does she do that how is that possible yeah, if and if Uh, let's even consider this and if if uh, food was you know something you can make out of wand mm-hmm. why in in the later books why would there be uh, any use in uh, you know uh, for um, dobby and all to work at hogwarts yeah. i think all they prepare is food so if if preparing food was something everyone can do what was the use hmm. yeah that's true i mean and it's also mentioned in the later books that there's like one uh, role like in magic that you can't create food right you can't create life mm. you can't create food so uh, mm. that's that's weird like there may be another plot yeah. i guess <laughs> mm. uh yeah so that does chapter 5 did you have any thing else to mention before we move on yeah um this uh, this shows i think uh, this chapter has nothing to do with hermione and all i think that's why she was mad you know when she was like how could you do this and all mm-hmm. i feel she wasn't mad because you know there is something uh, out of the rules like out of the rule book because i think uh, she is being like because she has done many things out of the rule book yeah and that too uh, there was there was only one book before this so in in one book she has done many things out of the rule book Mm-hmm. so why would she be mad at them yeah they are capable of doing something like that so i think she was not mad because they did something wrong she was mad because she wasn't included how oh, yeah that's that makes sense oh maybe she was just worried about them that could be true also right because um, hmm, yeah 
uh, I guess if you if you're worried about someone, you get mad at them sometimes. Why did you do this? And... She wasn't worried when he was, uh, you know, destroying Voldemort. So why would she be worried when he was trying this car? <laughs> yeah. True. And he said, uh, go, I'll deal with it alone. She was like, okay, I'm leaving. I- I'm going to get my nails done. You you deal with uh, Voldemort and all. The- <laughs> at that time, you know, she didn't uh, protest or something. She didn't even, you know, react the way she did now. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> what is it? Hypocrisy? I don't think. <laughs> I think so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess Hermione rarely has any fun. Right? Uh, mm. Like, she always tries to follow the rules and to make sure that the teachers don't get angry at her. Uh, yeah. So, I she wanted to be included, maybe, in that. <laughs> hmm. That could be true. Okay, so let's move on to chapter six. Uh, wait, what's chapter six again? The name? Uh, Lockhart. Yeah, Gator Lockhart. Yeah. Okay, so... I think in this chapter, the first scene we see is Rohan getting a howler, right? Howler, yeah. The howler. So, like, what did you think of that? Um, the whole howler situation. Very embarrassing. Very, very embarrassing. <laughs> True. The poor child. You know, you, you, you could have at least sent him a letter, you know, like, like normal parents do. Mm. Send him a letter, you know, saying all this thing. You, you, there was no need uh, to send a howler. And Dr. Ron is pretty stupid, you know. He could have just rushed into, you know, the Hogwarts room and common room and he could have opened that when nobody is looking at him. Oh, yeah. Right on the dining table, the howler was open. And uh, yeah, the movie it was so funny. <laughs> but yeah, this boy is pretty mad. He hmm. knows what a howler is. It's not like, you know, he's kept in dark what a howler is. He knows that it will yell. So before it starts yelling, you go somewhere safe. Huh, yeah, that's true. But I guess he was just like shocked that they sent him a howler. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is the first time they've sent him a howler. He's heard of them, but hmm. this is the first time he's got one. So I guess it is shocking. Yeah. In the movies, it was good, like the animation and everything. But... Hmm. It could have been better for me because in the books they describe it as like this whole uh, the everywhere the sound is bouncing everywhere along the walls. Yeah, it sounds like a hundred Mrs. Weasleys are shouting at him. Weasleys, yeah. Yeah, and in the movie it was just like a shout, but it was it was hmm. a reverb shout, but it was it was not that great for me. But it was good. Hmm. I think Neville was actually very scared of the howler. I yeah, I think uh, he was like. But don't uh, don't let the howler wait for long. You know, just open it, get over with. Oh, I guess he's. So what do you think would have happened if Ron didn't open the howler? Maybe like it would have exploded or something, <laughs> explosion and then shouting. <laughs> yeah. But he did open it. Might right? be. He yeah, he did it. open it. Yeah. Ah, okay. So that's good. Yeah. So after that, uh, yeah. So what else? What else? The mandrake. Ah, yeah, Mandrix. Uh, the shout of the Mandrix. Everything shouting in this. The howler shouted, the Mandrix yeah. shouting. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't like the look of the Mandrix in the movies. It, they look like little babies in the ground. <laughs> Were they described like that in the book? Like, I don't remember this chapter especially, but did they describe the Mandrix? Or... Uh, 
Ah, yeah. Definitely. I think yeah. He asked questions about mandrake and you know the properties of a mandrake, and he just asked them to put on the earmuffs. Yeah, he didn't exactly explain stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the looks of it and all, but he said that you know, they are they are loud. That's it. That was the only description given, as far as I know. Ah, okay. They did give. It's here. Uh, it's, it's written instead of roots a small muddy and extremely ugly baby popped out of the earth the leaves were growing right oh, out oh. of his head he had pale green mottled skin and was clearly bawling at the top of his lungs okay so they did mm-hmm. they did describe i guess i just yeah. uh skimmed over that <laughs> mm. uh yeah so after that lesson um does hmm. Lockhart before the lesson? I think Lockhart takes Harry aside, right, and uh, he talks about the whole uh, the whole thing that they did hmm. with the car and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, like, why do you think uh, he did that? Did was he was it just like um, just like that, or was he trying to tell Harry something? Like, I think uh, you know he just wanted to know like. Um... Uh, okay, you did it. Okay, fine. But does anybody else know? If nobody else knew that you did it, I'll take credit for it. <laughs> ah, I think it's just slightly yeah. of saying that. Hmm, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's like shown in the other thing also. Like, like when they take his test, right? He's like very mm. self self centered. So it's all about him. All the questions are about him. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your favorite color? What spell did you perform when and everything? Yeah. yeah, and I think Dumbledore does a very bad job hiring teachers. Yeah, in that uh, in that uh, regard, he's really bad. <laughs> Especially yeah. the dark arts teachers. It's like hire somebody <laughs> like common. Like don't bring out crazy people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think yeah. even during the first movie only, he should have done that. You know, uh, making uh, Snape the dark arts teacher. Huh, I mean, he would have made uh, life hard for all the kids, but he wouldn't have. He died. would have at least taught something, right? He he wouldn't want anything dark to fall on them, so he would have made them at least they would be prepared. Oh. You know, like, like the time where uh, they had to make an army for Dumbledore, everybody was just clueless. The only hmm. source of information they knew was Harry because he actually fought off the dark arts. He actually. Defended against the dark arts, so they even Harry is not perfect, but they, you know, took his advice. But if there was a good teacher for dark arts, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, that's true. But I think uh, in this case we can uh, like give one to Dumbledore because um, was in the first book was he did he trust Snape or mm. uh, or was he like uh, still suspicious of him. Like I thought, I think he did trust him, right? He trusted so, him, yeah. Yeah, so that doesn't make sense. So if he had been suspicious of him, maybe that's why in the first book he didn't give him the job. But he clearly mm. trusts him. So, huh. I guess another plot hole. <laughs> hmm. We're finding plot holes left and right. Let's go. <laughs> I think Dumbledore. Uh... Actually, wanted Harry to fall in trouble. Oh, you know. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I'm just being evil or something. But 
i think dumbledore actually wanted harry uh, you know dumbledore might also have an idea uh, about what quirrell exactly is mm-hmm. even then uh, like, see if if Dumb- uh, harry had no, no means of communication or anything whatsoever but uh, he, dumbledore could track him you know that uh, he is in molly's house yeah and molly was like you know he's very smart in finding out things he always does and all mm-hmm. if he's so smart Uh, there are uh, like thousands of children uh, children in hogwarts he is uh, you know so particular about you know where the kid is staying for the holidays too yeah he's that particular about you know the kids and all then why didn't he i think he would have known what quirrell actually was ha huh. that's that's a good point even... you know um, yeah it... maybe he orchestrated everything dumbledore is <laughs> yeah <laughs> But, uh, dumbledore wanted you know uh, harry to destroy uh, you know he knew everything about everything so i think dumbledore actually wanted harry uh, you know to win over a quirrell so that it would send a message that you know we are not standing back ah yeah that makes sense so i guess he would have known for each teacher if we're going by this theory then uh, hmm so i guess that's why he but i don't get lockhart still like lockhart didn't contribute anything to uh like finding the horcruxes or anything right like uh, i think that was the whole point of hiring lockhart to do nothing ah hmm. you know if he was if he were a uh, good uh, you know teacher or whatsoever he would have found out uh, the only point the only job requirement for defending against dark arts is defending against dark arts that is the only job description yeah. so when something like you know writing on the walls and you know the chamber of secrets something would have happened a true you know a true defense against dark arts teacher at heart would have done a very amazing job finding it out ha huh. yeah but uh, it uh, they would have uh, everything would not have been left to children you know these kids like few months back they were lost in the halls of hogwarts yeah and these guys if, if these guys could they were only here for i think few months they, they could uh, do such a great job uh, guess what a real defense against darker teacher would have done hmm that's true I think even Snape was mad, you know, that he didn't get the job even after, you know, uh, after so many things happening, he didn't get the job. So yeah, he was, uh, you know, very mad at him. So I think he didn't help Hogwarts or Professor Dumbledore in this thing. Ah, huh. yeah, but uh, like, did they, do they give any like uh, explanation, like why Snape wants the job, like, or he does he just like want it because uh, he likes the dark arts? or i'm not i don't remember any explanation for that yeah but what i think even i don't remember this but uh, yeah see once he was a death eater and hmm. then uh, you know he you know, it, it's like a very bad addiction or something you know uh, but he uh, one uh, just came back from that now he knows you know that that place is not right Mm-hmm. and then uh, he he saw um, the person he loved the most uh, you know he lost a person that he loved uh, no just because of his uh, dark dark things and all yeah and everything in his life was you know affected by dark arts 
so he didn't want that kind of you know life for anyone or you know he just wanted to make things right mm-hmm. i think that's why he wanted dark arts i feel okay so i guess yeah i mean i guess he could have like uh, he had a bad experience with that so i guess he wanted to come yeah. back to that uh, looking at it like as a good thing because defense against the dark arts mm-hmm. is like better than uh, whatever voldemort's like dark things mm-hmm. right so yeah that's true uh yeah so moving on the the lesson continues uh mm. get a lock hot uh hamani gets full marks in his test uh, typical yeah and he doesn't give her that much recognition but it's okay i guess she's not that uh, famous or anything right so he only likes yeah. famous people so <laughs> mm. and, and i think you know uh, she's just a praise doll i uh i have heard somewhere uh, you know that uh, during speech in the divine uh, medieval times and all the kings you know when they made in the speeches they used to make his own man you know stand at the back and applaud after everything's over oh yeah so so that uh, you know looking at them everyone else also would ah hmm. yeah like a herd so of goats she, she right? is kind of, yeah yeah i think uh, uh lockhart act, um, wants her to be that kind of a person you know uh, slapping the first ah hmm. yeah makes sense that's true he releases the pixies on the whole class hmm. the cornish pixies and uh, after after he releases them right uh, they they hmm. fly all around and it's interesting to see that uh, hamani doesn't do everything in this uh, regard like everyone helps like in the trio Mm-hmm. uh to catch like because in the movie she just did like one spell i think it was mm-hmm. immobulous and like all the pixies just stopped moving mm-hmm. but here like everyone helps so yeah teamwork hey guys uh, sorry for the sudden interruption in the recording but um that we had some problems with the audio and we couldn't get the rest of the audio in so we're going to have to end the episode here but We hope uh, you enjoyed this one and you'll join us for the next one. See you then. Thanks for listening. You can find Book It to the Library on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts and Radio Public. This episode was edited and produced by yours truly. If you want to get in contact with the show, email us at bookittothelibrarypod at gmail.com. Till then, see ya!